Are you on the RCR mailing list? Never miss a beat of the news and hard-hitting stories you've come to know and love. Stay in the loop. Visit realitycheck.radio forward slash email. Up next is Pete's Ponderings on RCR. Reality Check Radio. Pete's Ponderings is a selection of Pete's candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis, taken from his show, Afternoons. Listen to the live broadcast of Peter Williams' Afternoon Show at 1pm, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on RCR. Reality Check Radio. Well, it's now a week since the whistleblower information from the man we now know to be Barry Young became public. To say that the public release was botched is frankly an understatement. I've known Liz Gunn for over 25 years and she's always been a strong anti-vaccination advocate. Even when I worked alongside her around the turn of the century and she had young children, she was on the case then about not having them vaccinated with the usual childhood injections. This, of course, was around the time of the Andrew Wakefield revelations on the MMR vax. So for her to be so vocal during this entire COVID vaccination era is no surprise. She is also a strong and often persuasive personality. And once she encountered Barry Young and his terabyte of information, there would have been no stopping her and dramatising to the nth degree what she believed to be the conclusions to be drawn from the data. The video, though, that she put out last week with Mr. Young, or Winston Smith, as he was then, was sloppy, it was too long, and overly emotional. What we needed was concise data presented in a coherent way with all the facts, like the ages of the deceased and the time of their deaths after vaccination, with conclusions drawn from a credible medical professional. Because there were so many holes in the data about the deaths at the Invercargill vaccination site, it was very easy for the establishment, that is the mainstream media, the politicians and the medical authorities, to beat off this data and its presentation as another mad anti-vax conspiracy. Sadly, that's where it lies at the moment, despite some very reasoned commentary from the likes of Guy Hatchard. But the reality is that more people died in New Zealand last year than during any year in our history. The number was 38,577, and that was a whopping 3,445 more than in 2021. Yet politicians and medical authorities said there were no excess deaths. In the year to the end of September this year, the death count was 37,569, down marginally on the same period for 2022. But it's still 2,091 more than for the same period in 2021. So the raw facts do not lie. There have been significantly more people dying in the last two years than at any time previously in this country's history. And if you say, well, the population has increased, try the official number of deaths per thousand of population. In 2022, it was 7.53. In 2021, it was 6.83. Back in 2013, it was 6.65. The numbers, you see, do not lie. We are dying at a faster rate 
than at any time in the last decade. Actually, that 7.53 number is the highest this century. If those raw facts stick out like canine testicles, anonymized data held by the health authorities will give a breakdown of age, ethnicity, region and vaccination status. Is it not too much to ask to have authorities release the information to either dispel fears of the impact of the vaccine or tell us that further investigation is required. You see, that's what an open, honest and transparent government would do. We know that the last government was anything but that. And after the way the new Minister of Health batted away questions about the botched Barry Young data release, I'm yet to be convinced that this government is any different. Want an easier way to listen to RCR? Well, you can now download the brand new Reality Check radio app, both on iOS and Android. We've completed our beta testing, and the app is now live. You can visit the App Store's direct or find out all you need to know at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash app. That's at realitycheck.radio forward slash app. Our test bunnies have been hard at play to ensure you have access to everything, from listening to our live broadcast, downloading some of our incredible interviews, and checking out the latest blogs, all from the very same app. So get listening and download the RCR app now. Now, some feedback received uh, through inbox at realitycheck.radio or via text at 2057. Firstly, in relation to last week's interview with uh, insurance broker, Richard uh, Pikett. Hey, Peter, are the unvaxxed insurances going up too? And why are they not investigating? Instead, they're quietly upping the premiums so people don't push back. I smell a cover-up. Take a look at who owns the insurance companies, writes David, and who owns the media companies. That might tell us why it is being kept quiet. Peter, insurance companies might have the same shareholders as pharmaceutical companies. Indeed, uh, they may well do. Uh, Bloody Awesome, writes uh, this particular correspondent, Peter, Peter Thomason. Bloody awesome to see this finally happening. Brilliant and interesting interview with a friend of mine, Richard Pikett. Keep up the great work, please, Peter Williams. You should be in Parliament. Uh, Sorry, Peter. Not a chance. Uh, Then in relation to the interview with Matt Shelton after the release of the Barry Young data and uh, the Steve Kirsch presentation. Really good interview with uh, Peter and Dr. Shelton. I too wish the Free NZ whistleblower article hadn't used such emotive language. I understand that when it's you that's been injured or a loved one has, it is hard not to be emotional, but it's probably better to err on the side of pragmatism with such a controversial topic. I sent the article to my fully vaxxed family members and my son had a go at me again. They know the previous government was terrible and that COVID and the response to it was fatally flawed. But I guess they need to hang on to the vestiges of the government knows best mantra. Sigh. I mean, honestly, the excess deaths since the vax rollout has to have a reason. And vaxxers need to be part of that study because they were what was the difference from previous years. Good grief, it's not rocket science. Keep these great interviews coming with real journalists. Thank you for that. And then this from Jackie, just listened for the second time to this interview on Peter's show uh, Friday with Matt Shelton, that is. When you see the legacy media coverage, which was scant of the whistleblower they refer to, it's becoming more and more blatantly obvious 
that it's the government uh, which is spreading misinformation, even to the laymen who increasingly are awake and distrusting. The sea change that Matt Shelton refers to is real. We are witnessing the force for good. The truth will out. Keep up the sterling work. Uh, thank you for that, Jackie. All right, so your feedback is most welcome. Inbox at realitycheck.radio, or you can text us 2057, or you can find us on Facebook. Check out our brand new RCR Foundation Members Club. Go to realitycheck.radio slash members and join now. Now, this new government is barely two weeks old. But already there are warning signs it's not going to get anywhere fast dealing with the public service bureaucracy. You see, two interactions between ministers and senior officials raised concerns. Police Minister Mark Mitchell sends a letter of expectation to Police Commissioner Andrew Costa, saying he expects the police to focus on core policing in communities and that he requires strong and decisive leadership to overcome significant challenges to law and order. Mitchell then says he has full confidence in Andrew Costa, despite unbridled criticism of him, of course, from when he was in opposition. So Andrew Costa for now is staying, although the letter, of course, does put him on notice. But even worse is what's happening at the Ministry of Education. As yet another set of PISA results comes out, showing that the academic achievement of the country's children continues to slide. The tough-talking minister, Erica Stanford, makes an appointment which gives us absolutely no confidence in the ability or willingness of the Ministry of Education to change its ways. You see, Stanford has made Ellen McGregor-Reed the deputy, the current Deputy Secretary for Early Learning and Student Achievement, as the main education advisor in her office. In other words, Ellen McGregor-Reed, a career public servant with no actual frontline experience in education, will be the main liaison between the minister, who promises to turn around our failing education system, and a ministry which has been a dismal failure under its current leadership. What's more, Ellen McGregor-Reed's role overseeing early learning and student achievement saw a decrease in both learning standards and student achievement. It makes you wonder what Erica Stanford is thinking. As outspoken education consultant Elwyn Poole says, this is like making Sauron the mayor of Hobbiton, or as we used to say, putting the fox in charge of the hen house. The PISA results out this week show the dire state of educational achievement. This year's outcomes were the worst ever, and what's more, they were skewed upwards because of the low participation rate in this country when they did the test late last year. That standards across all the countries dropped is just no excuse. What we should also note are the number of parents who know what's going on and are making huge sacrifices to put their kids into private schools because they know the state system is, in many instances, bordering on useless. Uh, for instance, at my seven-year-old granddaughter's state primary school, the teachers finally get around to trying to do some maths with the kids at two o'clock in the afternoon. Not a time when enthusiasm for learning is high. Not surprisingly, that seven-year-old is going to a school elsewhere next year. Erica Stanford has talked a big game from opposition 
This early appointment, though, frankly, is not inspiring confidence. Our text machine is now live. Send us your thoughts by texting your message to 2057. That's 2057. So get in touch with us now. Winston had been pretty quiet in recent days, hadn't he? After all the kerfuffle last week around his claims of media bribery, he seemed to go to ground. Shane Jones was wheeled out to do the media rounds on behalf of New Zealand First earlier this week. But then came the address in reply debate on Wednesday and an opportunity for the Deputy Prime Minister to get a few things off his chest. And frankly, he did not fail to deliver. So here's a few quotes for you from his 17-minute speech. We are here to represent one people called New Zealanders, regardless of our DNA, our gender, our background or our creeds. As Dame Fina Cooper said, we signed the treaty so that we could become one people. Then he goes on taking a swipe at the Māori Party. Then there were people in here yesterday talking about the Māori Party and their performance at the swearing-in ceremonies. Winston Peters said, They were posing to be the new vision, the new light, the epiphany of what Māori is. Oh, no, you don't. Let me tell you, if you're looking for trouble, you've come to the right place. You come here claiming to be the voice of Māori. No, you're not, and you never will be. And then he had a direct shot at the co-leader of Te Pāti Māori, Rawere Waititi. Quote, he is so decolonised he wears a cowboy hat. And then this uh, from a party leader who, as we know, has had his fair share of investigations into the funding of his party, all of which, it has to be said, came to nothing. Uh, Winston had this for the Maori party. And the $350,000 that came from a charity, why on earth did Te Pāti Maori get that money? Well, there will be somebody knocking soon, believe me. The same law will apply to them as belongs to every other political party. Now, this is in relation to the money that uh, Te Pāti Māori was granted by the Waiparera Trust, a charity which is uh, mainly government-funded and which is run by the president of Te Pāti Māori and the man who is also the father-in-law of Rawiri Waititi, uh, John Tamahedi. Then Winston went on to have a pop at Labour's Willie Jackson. He said, Mr Jackson has been a key voice in the Labour Party these last six years and he's sent them to their demise. He's their Māori leader and there's only one left in the Māori seats. Only one party has ever won all the Māori seats off Labour and you're looking at it, said Winston to laughter in the House. Now that is true. That was 1996 when New Zealand first did win all the Māori seats. But ask what uh, one of those... MPs from that time, Tuku Morgan, thinks of Winston now. Anyway, Winston made a great play of quoting the great Māori names of the past, Apirana Nata, James Carroll, Peter Buck, Fina Cooper, even Willie Jackson's mother, June Jackson, who Winston says was a great lady. Winston also quoted uh, Iditana Fifirangi, a leading light in the Kohangareo movement, who once said, Winston is not anti-Māori, he's anti-nonsense. And then Winston finished up by saying, We got back just in time. We're proud to join this coalition to save this country. We're out to turn this country around. It was typical Winston Peters, delivered in that uh, familiar staccato, his diction 
often less than precise. But gee, he made his point. Put it this way, there's a lot more edited highlights of that speech floating around on Twitter than there are of other speeches in the House on Wednesday. But you know, Winston, speeches are one thing. Let's see some real, real government action uh, before Christmas, if you don't mind. Thank you for your company this afternoon. We will do it again next Friday afternoon. This is Peter Williams on Reality Check Radio. You've been listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Remember, you can catch Pete's full show combining smooth sounds and candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis and the Peter Williams Afternoon Show on our live broadcasts, 1 p.m. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Thanks for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. Do you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to? Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We'd love to hear from you. So connect with us today.